to the Entrepreneurs Hangout Podcast. Taking number eight, can you believe it? I am so thrilled to invite Tina Fox back with her amazing cohort, founder of Women on Course, Donna Hoffman. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Oh my God, we're at Top Golf. Like, we pulled this off like just like that. And it was amazing. We're having beautiful weather too. So what a great conversation to talk about golf, talk about women on course at Top Golf. Sounds good. I know. So I know our listeners got to hear a little bit about Tina um, the last episode, which is now going to be aired in a few days. So it's going to be really, so, really sweet. Um, Donna, do you mind talking a little bit about yourself, your history? And just like, then we can get into like really what is women on course. Certainly. Well, um, for a long time, I had no interest in golf whatsoever. I'm a CPA, and then I went into film production. And lo and behold, I discovered that the game of golf had a lot of things to offer that was on my to-do list. It had great time to exercise. I could spend time with my friends. And it's outside, and you can have a glass of wine while you do it. So I had a friend that was talking to me about a fishing company. And they were getting women into the game. And I thought, if people knew how golf had all these things to offer... Um, they would all be flocking. So being who I am, I decided to make a television show about golf. That's I had awesome. the resources. <laughs> and it just it just took off. I mean, people were coming out of the woodwork interested. How do I get in the game? How do I meet these people? Where do I get those cute shoes? So I partnered up with a company and we got a sponsor and we ended up putting out 30 happy hours around the country, wow. bringing women together. And take it to today, 15 years later, we now host over 800 events a year, both on and off the golf course. And mainly it's for women to connect and get together. And, oh, by the way, we put a golf club in their hand for those that don't golf, and they have an activity to do while they're networking. That is so, that is so, such an, I mean, where you, first of all, came up with the idea coming from fishing. I think that a lot of women would think that's funny, number one, but it just makes sense. I think for me, I, I hack, I, I don't, I'm not a great golfer, right? Right. Because it takes a lot of time to golf. But I think that, um, so many women are so curious about it and they are just a little bit more intimidated as to like, Hey, how can I get started? But I don't know anybody. How is that going to work? And, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, you said something very important. You said it takes a lot of time. Well, it doesn't. So what I've done is taken this incredible sport and put it in a format that fits women's lives. So if we work or we have children, we're going to get this in, did little snippets of where they have time. So we start with like a one hour event and we might start at the clubhouse, which is called the 19th hole. We don't have to start on the golf course. And a lot of women who are afraid I'm not athletic or I'm out of shape. You start there and you look around the room and you see, look at all these people. Well, if they golf, I can golf. So the next step is maybe bring them to a top golf. And again, everyone can come and hit a few balls. And then people slowly get comfortable with the game. And what they learn is all the great things and all the great people that do it. That is great. So how many members do you think you guys have? So we have a community that's national. We have different markets. We have 15 markets where there is a designated market leader. This is somebody who has enjoyed the game, enjoys the the opportunity to network, and wants to bring more women into the game. So through those 15 markets and across the United States, we have about 20,000 in our community that we connect with on a regular basis. That is fabulous. I mean, 
growing that to 20,000 members, kudos to you guys. That is awesome. And I might say during COVID, it is growing up leaps and bounds. We've grown 20%. So I would say by the end of this year, we're going to be about 30, 40,000 people. Let's just talk a little bit like about what some of your events look like. Okay. We know COVID and all that kind of stuff, but just give us a, Hey, well, we did this event or you could learn this. Talk about some of maybe your workshops and or events, whatever. Just tell me a couple of some of the events. So I'm going to let Donna talk about the, the names of all the events because she's really the creative when it comes to all of that. But okay. We have in-person events. We do about 800 plus events, in-person events throughout the United States. Now with COVID, interestingly enough, golf is one of those sports that were not yes. effective as well, right. affected as much as some of the others. So our, what, what did change, however, is the size of the groups that we had. So we still participated in in-person events throughout the United States. And then one of the things that we also added because of the fact that, you know, COVID kept a lot of people inside is we added virtual events. Right. So we offer three different formats per month. We offer one for the game of golf. So whether it's prepare to play, it's 12 steps to better business golf. We have a number of different topics. We also have a virtual event that's focused strictly around what we call the success series, which is all business focused for those that are interested in how do I apply business and networking with the game of golf Super. and then the last one of course is every woman's favorite the fashion right yeah. so we're all into casual. you gotta look cute <laughs> exactly right. this is from one of the fashion events actually. i love it we're yeah. all into casual fashion and so we we host those through a lot of our apparel partners but as far as our in-person event donna comes up with you know some really great events so i'll let her talk about that yes yeah, so the first thing i figured out is not all golfers are created alike there are two distinct different camps. Okay. One is the woman who knows her way around the golf course, knows how to play, maybe has a handicap. That's a completely different audience than the person who's starting out. So in our event design, we have to make a huge distinction between which ones you can go to. Because when you put them all together, a lot of women go, oh, I can play 18 holes with my friends. Well, no, you can't. <laughs> You'll ask them to pull out their putter and they're pulling out a pitching wedge that has a P on it. Yeah. So we have um, what I call a sip and swing. And okay. that's for beginning golfers. It's an hour of a lesson and then they get a glass of wine at the end. So that's a great first step. Then we have the next step, which I call a clinic and three holes. So they'll go out and they'll learn something and then okay. they'll go out on an actual golf course and practice what they've learned. Mm. And we do this at the end of the day because during the, the busy time, it would be just too crowded. So we take them out when the course isn't busy mm -hmm. and let them really get comfortable out there. So smart. And then once they become course ready, mm -hmm. which is a big term that we use, that means they know the etiquette, they know what to wear, they know what to bring. They don't have to be great but they do have to know their way around the golf course so they can keep moving, which is called a pace of play. So once they're ready, and we can get them ready pretty quickly, then they can join one of our nine and wines, which is self-explanatory. Right. Nine is fine if we don't have wine at the end because of COVID. <laughs> and then we have 18 holes of golf. So those are the basic formats. And then the best format everyone loves are the trips. And okay. I know you're going on one. I know. I was just going to say, because last time um, I had not joined yet. But Monica and I, like, we just plowed and we're like, nope, we're going to join. So um, we were waiting for the one event, um, the one trip, but it got sold out too quick. Yes. And so then we're in the May trip and we're really super, super excited. So um, I'm, I'm really, really excited for it. Yeah. So those are weekends that we just pamper you. We take 
extra care of everybody. They get lots of gifts and prizes and it's for all skill levels. So a lot of people ask, do I have to be a great golfer? Because I really, really want to go on this trip. So we do design packages and, and trip mm -hmm. agendas for people who are brand new versus people who play. So they're it a is, lot of fun. It is the best girls weekend. And the best part about it is that it's all organized to a T by us. You just show to up. To a T. Wait, no, no, pun <laughs> no pun intended. But I that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's. I can tell you. I mean, you were super, super organized, and it's like, um, you know, that one was great because we can drive to it, um, and um, I'm looking forward to learning from it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I hack. Um, I, I mean, I, I can do okay. I sort of know my golf etiquette, but I'm. This is what. This is what women need. Right. We, we focus more on how to be a popular player than how well you play. And I, I try to take the adjectives away from the word golfer. In other words, I'm a terrible golfer. I'm a horrible golfer. We try I'm to say, I'm a hack. <laughs> oh. You don't want to say that. You want to say, I'm a, a learning golfer, an improving golfer, an occasional golfer. I'm a really good golfer. If you are good, you might as well say yeah, it. Yeah. But we try to stay away from negative adjectives okay. to describe ourselves. I'm a prepared golfer. Networking. Because networking golfer. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I love it. I had a little, um, at the time he was around 80 years old, um, guy that first taught me how to golf oh, wow. and it was, um, his Paul Susco, this teeny weeny weeny, um, old Polish man. I was in real estate and, um, he would get me up at the crack of dawn, six o'clock, seven o'clock in Arizona and we would go play wow. and so, well, or he would teach me. And so, and I did it cause I'm like, I love you, buddy. I just, I just, I can't say no, but I, I loved it. And, but the etiquette part, I did not get. Well, that's where you have to start because you can quickly be uninvited if you don't know the etiquette. Mm. It's just like any other culture. You know, if you go into a restaurant, you don't eat with your mouth wide open. Right. You put a napkin in your lap. And if you see someone not doing that, you think less of them, right? So if you're using golf, especially for business, and you start doing these things, people are going to think differently of you. So that's a very important thing to get before you go to the golf course. And of course, what to wear. You want to show up wearing the right thing. You look very out of place if you're at a formal function in your jeans. Correct. So you can't show up at a golf course in like yoga attire. And a lot of people don't even know there's a dress code. So we prepare women for all those things. So when they get there, they feel prepared and confident. That's 90% of the game. How you swing is not as important. That is such a great segue. Um, we're going to be coming back, talking a little bit more about um, the actual business of networking after a word from our sponsor. I'm James Steele with Farmers Insurance, Steele Insurance Agency. I'm an experienced business owner, and I know the demands that come with growing a business. From keeping up with payroll to the flexibility needed in uncertain times, being a business owner today is more rewarding and trying than ever before. If you're looking to start or expand, let my experience serve you. From general liability to workers' comp, from audits to certificates of insurance, please give me a call and let my team answer your questions. I have a commercial specialist, life insurance specialist, and retirement agent all standing by. Hey everyone, welcome back. And we are at Ashburn. Virginia at with um, wonderful, beautiful ladies of course. So um, I want to talk a little bit about like some statistics. I kind of did a little bit of homework and it seems that if you looked at it, 90% of the Fortune 500 companies 
executives play golf. How does that talk to like those statistics with your members? What would you what would you say how either how you ladies feel or how you speak to your members about some of those kind of statistics? We're seeing more people. So it's a great statistic because we're seeing more women as they continue to enter into the world of business want to get networked. And where they're finding the leaders are they're finding the leaders taking a break in a relaxed atmosphere, such as golf, and they want to get involved in that game. But we all know that the, the game itself has not necessarily rolled out the green carpet uh, for that segment mm-hmm. of individual, that mm-hmm. being the woman. And so Women on Course is a great gateway for those women to get connected to the game so that they then can get connected to those individuals that are making the decisions. You know, another thing I wanted to make comment on has to do with the executive woman. So one of the things I notice that a lot of executive women do is overload. I can see, I can see that, yeah. Yet yeah, in yeah. my career, what <laughs> I have found is I have found that the best leaders that I preferred to work with were those that had a more relaxed sense about themselves. Mm-hmm. They weren't overloading. They weren't the ones that were toting in the briefcases that were overfilled with agendas that were busting at the seam. These were individuals mm-hmm. that somehow figured out what we all want to achieve, which is that balance in life, right? right? And many of them do participate in the game of golf because it gives them um, different Donna likes to call it the triple dip, right? So it's like it gives them dips into different things. They can network Mm -hmm. for business. They can get their relaxation in, and they can also get their exercise in. When you can find an activity that allows you to triple dip, that's a great activity. So that stat is an important stat on why it is that women on course can help facilitate you into that triple dip of getting more done on the golf course. I think that is um, so wise. That is so wise. And I can think of lots of different executives that I've spoken to that um, you just, you nailed it. That's good. And that's how personally I got pretty good at the game because I had three children, single mom. I went to work all day. I had 30 minutes to exercise at the gym and I thought I'm never going to find time for golf. So I took that 30 minutes and changed it into the driving range. Okay. So I went from work to the driving range, hit balls for 30 minutes, came home. Then I realized my two boys were like, Mom, we want to go with you. So now I got to spend time with these two little kids and get my exercise all in that 30-minute time frame so I could fit it in. And the other thing I'd say um, for women out there, they network in the same environment, cocktail parties, happy hours, coffees, lunches. When you go to the golf course, you get a completely different group of people, a whole new group. All these decision makers are there because they're making time for golf. So if you want to switch it up and get access to influencers, Golf is a place to go. I think that's so smart. Yeah. Even if you're just on a Thursday night, you want to hit some balls, you go to the driving range, you scope it out, you pick a little niche there for yourself, and there's two people on either side of you, and you can start a conversation so easily. As opposed to, you know, being at the networking group or events and, like, people shoving cards in your face, and it's like, hey, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. This is me, me, me. This is what I'm about. You guys are talking about golf. Right. Or, or you're just, again, this is a beautiful day. Look at this, how you're, you're so much more relaxed. Yeah. And if you're by yourself, you don't have any, you're not going to go to a bar and sit in a bar stool by yourself. You could, but the people you meet on either side may not be the same that be at the driving range. So that is, that's, that's really, really um, smart advice. I, um, can you talk a little bit about what does your, I'm going to say ideal member, but not necessarily ideal. But give me an idea of what, who are your members? 
So we've got members ranging in age groups and backgrounds, you know, obviously in cities because we're national, um, in abilities. Okay. Uh, we've got all different kinds of people coming to Women on Course. The, the perfect member for a Women on Course uh, membership is somebody who is welcoming mm -hmm. and wants to enjoy the game at whatever level. It doesn't matter, right? So if you're ground zero, you're learning to get course ready, if you're somebody who is a recreational player, if you're somebody who has an established handicap and wants to get out there and you know play with other women in that same vein, you can do that at Women on Course. Okay. But we're really looking for that welcoming individual who wants to use this game in order to better themselves personally and professionally. Yeah, and I like to say if you have a room of 50 women, there are 50 reasons why they're there. Yeah. So we kind mm -hmm. of break our, our ideal member into three categories. One is the person, like Tina said, they're ground zero. They know nothing about the game and they want to learn. Okay. So we have programs and formats for, for them. The second is the woman who wants to play. And I hear a lot, I play golf, I cannot find any women to play with. Right. I said, well, okay. come to the right place when you come to Women on Course. So we can connect you to other women that play at your skill level. Some are competitive and some are not, but we'll still put you with the same level golfer. Okay. And then the third, of course, is that woman who networks for business and they have no idea that they should be learning golf so mm -hmm. they can network in that setting. I think it, it um, I, if you are, for example, I would say me as an example, or, you know, um, there's just sometimes a little bit of an unfair advantage if you don't stretch yourself to say, for example, now I'm going to learn golf. I've just opened my doors of opportunity tenfold. Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot tell you, I, I picked up golf at 46 years old. I have met some of the most incredible people. Mm -hmm. I've been right here. It's one of my incredible people <laughs> at different ages, like different races, different cultures, different parts of the country. I have best friends that I never would have crossed paths with and learned about where they come from and what they do. So it has just totally expanded my world. And I find as women get older, mm -hmm. I hear a lot that they're isolated. Their worlds get smaller. Their kids grow up. Their careers are kind of maybe on the end. And they get smaller. So with Women on Course, it expands this whole, I call it the forgotten generation. The women 50 and over get invisible. The society wants to focus on younger people, up and coming. And at Women on Course, as Tina knows, I hate that. Yeah. I said, you know, we are paying attention to women over 50, 60, 70. We have some women that are 80, yeah. um, but they get noticed and they're active and they're not ready to give up on life. And it's so empowering and women just enjoy that we are paying attention. I think you just hit something um, to make me think about something, which is I, um, I mentor women in business and starting their business and whatnot. And two types of my clients are those that are perhaps Young, don't know what to do, how to do it, how to get started. But the second one is also, it's that, let's call it an empty nester just for practical right. purposes, which is like, okay, now what do I do? Right. So that is so brilliant, which is like, okay, some of your members probably aren't doing this to get more business or to network. Some of them just want to start something new and have a camaraderie with some Awesome gals. They want to wake up and have something that they care about. And I think people energize people. So like Tina here, we have a what a 14 year age gap. And I just look forward to every day, like talking to Tina. Okay. She's got energy. She's yeah. ready to go. And it brings <laughs> out good. the energy in me because I could just like fade off into the sunset and go, let's, let's, but it, it energizes me. And I just love it. I could not do it without 
without Tina. So Don, Donna is an accidental mentorship. So we, we met um, when we were both panelists at a sales meeting and I was so taken with her story, I decided to invite her to lunch. And from that grew this conversation that has now uh, brought us together for Women on Course as founder and CEO. And one of the things I like about this mentorship concept is it's not just women to women, but the game of golf also involves the, the broader set, right? So women are 50% of the population and men are the other 50%. Right. And now we have a, a commonality. We have a, a space, a ground in which if women want to get involved in the game, men are already involved in the game. They want to mentor women in the game. We have that opportunity and we can make those connections on course. Women that are in business, or like you said, maybe they're empty nesters, maybe they're not in business, mm -hmm. but they have something that they want to contribute back. Again, we give them the platform with purpose where they can now come and mentor other individuals. And when you're new to a game, any yeah. game, whether it's the game of golf, game of networking, whatever, having somebody who is your Mr. Miyagi, so to speak, yes. to, to come through and support you in that and demystify things makes all the difference in the world. And Women on Course just sets people up for that level of success. I love it. And I can see, um, I can see how much, like, how easy it would be to then, like, all right, not be afraid to step your toe into the game of golf, but not, not just the game of golf, just in something new. We all have to right. stretch ourselves, but now you've got somebody that's going to be holding your hand. That's going to be teaching you. There's no, you don't have to be fearful. You're going to learn it and it's going to be natural. Yeah. I find I, I entered golf twice. Husband number one introduced me quickly quit the yeah. game, <laughs> hit the ball yeah. or you're out. Yeah. Husband number two mentored me into the game. He made sure that I understood what was going on and I felt comfortable yeah. and I felt that I belong there. So that's the difference between doing it and not doing it. So mentorship is extremely important. And Tina, we are going to be rolling out a program in another week or two. Our yeah, mentorship we're, program. we're launching. Mentorship has been huge in my life. We're launching yes. a mentorship program at Women on Course where our members who are interested in mentoring are going to sign up with us online. We're going to host events where there will be mentored events. Yes. So anybody who's new or just wants to improve their play, maybe they've been playing for a little bit, okay. they can come to these events knowing that we're going to have somebody who has raised their hand to be a mentor. We will partner them in that group and they will go around the course together. So fabulous so opportunity. So, so valuable. Yeah. Well, my passion is mentoring. So I think that it's oh. a brilliant, brilliant concept. For Sign you guys up. to add. Our first I one. Know. Our yeah. first one. So well, that's we, awesome. We have golf pros too. And while they mentor in a way, mm -hmm. they can be intimidating because they're yes. good. So I think women like the comfort of saying, if you were my mentor, I feel much more at ease than the pro looking at me. I've got his arms crossed. Let me yeah. see at the ball. Yeah. So we have both. So, and I have to do a plug because I know women on course members will be watching this and I know hopefully women will be watching this yep. that haven't yet entered into the game, Yes. but I was listening to a podcast over here. I'm going to give a shout out to Ed Milet who talked about separation season. And so you were talking about stretching oneself yep. and that's the concept of separation season is what is it that we are going to do in order to stretch ourselves just a little bit. And awesome. what I'm hoping this year in this separation season, right, it's the, yep. it's the month of resolutions is that more women like yourself and Monica will end up joining Women on Course, yes. or if you're already a Women on Course member, you will end up mentoring your passion, my passion, for the next generation that wants to learn this game. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what we're going to do is we're going to be coming back after a word from our sponsor, and we're going to be talking about success stories. Don't go away.
JG Design, the proud producers of Entrepreneurs Hangout with Kylie Dahl. We are a company that specializes in video and audio production that will elevate your business and add value to your brand. Find us at jgdesignonline.com for more information. success stories and I can't wait to hear a little bit like behind the scenes some of your favorite stories ladies go for it all right I'll tell you one that happened in my very first event in California okay. so it's a Tommy Bahama it's a happy hour everybody's very happy and I see people arrive <laughs> they're always happy that's good for happy hour <laughs> but they arrive stressed so I see people you know they're unsure women of course it's new what is it they're on their phones I'm like all right, how is this going to work? I see people in their 30s. I see people in their 70s. They don't look like they're all going to get along. Not mixing and the mood, I'm like, I don't know this is going to work. Well, at the end, of course, people are glowing from ear to ear. And I remember two women in particular walked up to me to say goodbye. And they were just, this is the best thing. Thank you so much. And I go, well, you guys have been friends forever. So, you know, I'm glad you come out. Oh, are you kidding? We just met today. Oh, I go, funny. you met today? You guys look like you've been friends for the your whole life. Well, we found out this in common and this in common. So that happens over and over and over at every event. This this hodgepodge group, and they leave all connected. And that just, to me, is a huge success. So, and do you think it's because of the golf, the camaraderie? What What would you say, what would be the reason for that? The atmosphere we create is an exclusive, an inclusive atmosphere. And we do some activities that make people mix right off the bat. You don't get to come in with your best friend and sit there and chat. We mix you up through golf, if it's golf, okay. or games that we're doing at the event. But we, we, we encourage people to be a little uncomfortable to meet others. And okay. then they find things in common naturally. Women are just natural putting things together. True, 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 true that we are. And I think that we're a little bit more also inquisitive as to, hey, what do you do? How, tell me about your life. And, you know, we, we investigate more so than say our counterpart. See, I'm an introvert. So I don't like walking into a room by myself and I just stand there because everybody knows everybody. So I've created these formats so that the introvert is comfortable. And that one of the reasons why I thought Donna's founding of this company mm-hmm. and doing what she did was so intriguing is because I learned a long time ago that you can really separate yourself from being an attendee when you become a participant. And so that's what Women in Course is really all about. It, where does that success come from, mm-hmm. right? It's because we've created this platform to which you can now participate. So if you attend an event, many times, we've all done this, we sit, we listen, there's great information that's exchanged, we write it all down, we go home, it's a Friday afternoon, we're really excited, we go through our weekend, Monday comes around and the schedule goes right back, right? right? So with Women on Course, all of our events, because they're participatory, you're doing while you're there. It's not something that you're thinking about and then later on you're then going to hopefully find time for. You're there and you're getting it done. And I've got a, a great most recent success story. We work with a lot of partners. We work with okay. pros. 
And these pros, we have one uh, female pro down in Texas who shared how, you know, she loves her job and she loves the fact that she's connected with Women on Course. She has her Women on Course members come. And one day a woman had come, unfortunately, it was right in the middle of COVID and she had lost her job. And she was debating on whether she should even come to the event because she didn't know that, you know, she's going to bring people down. But she did. She decided, I'm going to participate. I'm going to show up. And when she showed up, her Women on Course community rallied around her and immediately started finding ways to get her network, to get her a job. And for that pro, despite, you know, the fact that they had this wonderful lesson, he she was really excited about the fact that she was a, a witness to this community that was very supportive of one another. So that participation factor is really big with Women on Course. That's, That's our success. That is a great story. I kind of look at it this way, where I think um, women are somewhat naturally referring people like if you've got a hairdresser using this as an example right and she's been cutting your hair for 15 years or him or whatever somebody says hey do you know someone you were like no you've got to go to my hairdresser right so and that's natural you don't right. get anything i mean i don't think your hairdresser is going to say hey every 10 cuts that you refer to me i'll give you a free one right. it just comes naturally so I love the fact that you said, you know, your community, and I'm really looking forward to being a, a very actively a part of that community because that's that's how we're, you know, a little bit more intimate, but you start really caring about people. And like, I want to see you do well. Well, that's so. how we've grown. I mean, people ask me, how did you get this started out of dust, really? And it's because of, we treated everybody so well at the first event. They had such a great time they told all their friends. And friends brought friends, brought friends. I have one story of a woman, her name is Carrie, and she's from Brooklyn. Okay. And she signed up for a trip. And I'm like, that's odd. We don't have anybody in Brooklyn had she hear about it. So when she got there, she told me her brother, who loves golf, said, Carrie, you're in Brooklyn. You need to learn golf to meet people. Oh, funny. (laughs) She never played golf before. So here she's on the trip, never played. And I'm like, all right, what are we going to do with this one person that's never played? So we brought her into the community we set her up with lessons and we we've paid a lot of attention she is now has the best group of friends from that experience people so admire her and through her parents dying and like the covid wow. disaster she's got a support network of people all around the country she called me the other day we talked for an hour i call her my sister we're just incredibly lucky to be able to create these connections that people can rely on when life gets tough so I think community is such a strong word because, um, especially now with COVID, where some of the things that you could do before you can't do, um, or you don't see the friends that you used to see as much or whatever it is. And so if you've got that sense of community where, call it a sisterhood, call it a community, now, you know, you probably have, it might be nationwide. Like, I'm going to go to this trip. I know I'm going to come back knowing somebody that I did not know before. Right. I mean, Tina and I are doing these virtual events and we laugh because it's over and all the faces are there. Right. And we're like, Tina, they're not, they're They're not not, leaving leaving." (laughs) because they are so want to be connected. And, and one time we saw two faces, right. And she's like, are you so-and-so they were flight attendants from 30 years ago. Oh my god! And they realized that they lived in the same area and they were part of women on course. So that's even how we're connecting. Oh, that is a great story. That's a great story. I'm visualizing it like on the screen. Like, okay, yeah. we got, we, no, we really got to go. We really got to <laughs> hang up now, guys. <laughs> right. Those are amazing stories. So what's next 
for Women on Course. So we talked about the mentorship program. Yep. So we're really excited about that. Everybody is coming out from underneath COVID. So we are thrilled to be able to get into our larger format in-person events, uh, what we call our signature events. Um, Don and I, we haven't really announced this, but you know, we'd like to look at a business boot camp. Uh, so we're going to be working on that Values. again, uh, provided uh, you know COVID regulations. Um, so we've got a lot. We'll continue with our virtual events, of mm -hmm. course, because this gives an opportunity for those who want to dip their toe into the game without ever having set foot on the course. They can do that. They can build their community from the comfort of their home, and then they can, you know, eventually mm -hmm. come out to some of our smaller format in-person events, our larger format, and even like you, go to a travel trip. Will there meet people uh, throughout the United States? We also have international travel trips too. So if people are looking to get out of the U.S. at some point, um, that's another aspect of what Women on Course offers. Yeah, so there's there's lots of programming. Um, you know, we're really excited to get connected with corporate America. That's one of my biggest pushes is um, identifying, as you mentioned in that stat earlier, about how a lot of Fortune 500 executives operate in and around the golf course. Well, we know that we need to get more women right. to operate in that those is, those areas as well. And they've got employee resource groups we want to get connected with. We'd like to establish the game for them. We'd like to connect with them for sponsorship. So we've got lots of things on our books. There's never a dull day at Women on Course. That's awesome because, you know, what? thinking about that, there's so much resources that we can tap into with um, the larger companies, um, your Fortune 500. You know, they put a lot of resources to help, let's say, their sales team. Okay. We know that that's big. We talked about that yeah. before, Tina, like we're encouraging their sales team to go out and play golf. Right. Well, part of that is women. I mean, yeah. and, and they do get overlooked just maybe by that, just by the, the, the under chance, if you will, that they don't know how to play yet. Well, and just telling women, go play golf, they're like, well, I don't know where to go or how to get started. And I'm seeing a very big uptick in women do you have it in Charleston? Are you in Tulsa? Are you in Bur It's coming out of the woodwork. People want women on course concept in yeah. their area. So we're looking for mar new market leaders to grow. And we're also speaking to golf courses directly. I've been in this industry 15 years yeah. and the courses need to embrace women as a segment. And a lot of them just don't understand the needs of women and what they need to do to make it welcoming for them. So we are looking for golf courses that want to bring the program in because you start with four people and in a year, you'll end up with 180 people Absolutely. regularly playing at their golf course. This brings up a thought in my mind, which is like, but do they not know? Clearly, they know, Donna, the benefit of bringing this women, that women on course. Clearly, they've got to know the benefits. They know that women are a big segment they need to bring in, but they don't know how to bring them right. in and okay. how to keep them in. I do. Yes. We do. And it's not the same way you bring in a man. They like to play a round of golf, have a beer, and they're home. Women may not ever play a round, right. but they can still be at their golf course, taking lessons, having cocktails and right. dinner afterwards, buying things in the pro shop. It needs to be clean. It needs to be set up a certain way. And they're so busy. They're so overwhelmed, a lot of these courses, mm -hmm. because of the I staffing, that they're focused on the tournaments that are playing 18 holes. And we play golf many other ways right so we can teach courses and we have a lot of interest now we have a few calls we can maximize the revenue in your golf course in other ways <laughs> exactly but they're a lot of them aren't business people they're golf pros that want to be on the tour and that's who's running the operation so we have to teach them we have to help them we have to it's it's a it's a big it's a big job that's awesome so um unfortunately we're gonna wrap it up but um i am so thrilled to be 
like a part of your community. I am passionate about it. I'm going to do anything I can do to help you guys grow, spread the word. Um, you guys are going to have all of the contact details for Women on Course. Um, go to their website, see some of their fun events. I don't know if the all of the events are sold out, but they sell out quick. So you're going to want to jump on it. Um, and um, let's get Women on Course in every city. You there got you it. go. If we have you in every city, we could do that. Well, we're going to spread the love. Thanks, you guys. Bye. And guess what? Stay tuned because we cannot do this without you. Thank you so much, you guys. All right. We cannot end this session being at Top Golf. We'll let out us getting some balls, girls. Come on. Right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. do a huge huge shout out to top golf this you guys have made this an epic epic podcast event awesome we're happy to have you guys we're really happy that you joined us and uh, happy that you can enjoy the venue dave just quickly like man top golf tell us about it all right stop so golf real quick it's a global sports entertainment company started about 20 years ago in the uk uh, about 15 years ago they made the move to the u.s and that's when it really took off there's about 60 venues uh, this, today in the U.S. There's Mexico, Australia, and we just opened in Dubai. Oh, Dubai, I can imagine, would smash this. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a pretty cool spot. Well, it's like, where can you not go have some fun drinks with your friends, shoot some balls, mm -hmm. and, like, you guys have got it going on. Awesome. Well, I Thank appreciate you. that. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Your entire staff has been unbelievable. That's good. So I can keep them? Absolutely. Perfect. We would suggest that. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming.